Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you for joining us again this week. We have a great episode for you today. We are talking about embarrassing moments, specifically <laughs> embarrassing moments when you are blind or partially sighted. And sadly, they happen quite a bit. So uh, to start off, I want to introduce my co-hosts today. We have Ishita, Nolan, and Ali. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Let's start by having you each introduce yourselves, remind our listeners who you are, your level of vision. If you want to share your age, you can, um, or sort of where you're, are, where you're at in life. Uh, and I mean, I feel like it takes some courage to talk about embarrassing moments openly. So I'm curious sort of what, why you're interested in being here today to talk about this. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ishitha. I am 22, a fourth year university student, um, and I have a condition called coronary dystrophy, which primarily affects my central field of vision. Um, and I guess I just wanted to be here to normalize being embarrassed. <laughs> it happens all the time. And I am the kind of person who loves just laughing at myself, laughing at when I make a mistake, because I don't know. I feel like life's too short to just be embarrassed about everything you do. So I thought talking about it would be a nice way to, to get our stories out. And hopefully if someone's listening and is going through some embarrassing moments themselves, could feel a bit better just by hearing our stories and know that it's totally normal and it's okay. Hi, I'm Nolan. I'm 15 years old. I'm in grade 10. I have Lieber's congenital amaurosis, that's my eye condition. I can't really see anything. I have a little bit of light perception, but no really usable vision. And I was here because I just find these kind of stories to be like entertaining when you can laugh at them. And this, the ones that I have experienced are <laughs> all really funny for me now. And I do enjoy telling these stories. That's great. I'm laughing because I asked people to send me at least one embarrassing moment <laughs> and I'm remembering Nolan. So I'm sure we're going to get to that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some of the stories that were shared were just, oh, I was doing some cringing and some laughing. And, and I think what you said there, Nolan, about how you can laugh at it now is a really good point. Sometimes when it's happening, it's not so funny, but after the fact, it's pretty funny. I was uh, laughing while sending that email. <laughs> <laughs> yes. all right Allie let's hear from you okay I'm Allie um I'm 19 and I have more peripheral vision which um is getting quite a bit better but I think I wanted to do this story because I think I kind of don't want to laugh alone because I feel like I'm always like when I think of like stories that have happened to me, I'm always smiling and cringing and being embarrassed by my, um, on my own. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I share it, um, I can just get it out there and yeah, know that it, it happens to not only blind people, but sighted people also. Well, I agree. It feels better <clears throat> to have this conversation with all of you. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and when you kind of share something and people are like, oh yeah, that's totally happened to me too, or <laughs> have a similar situation, you just, you do feel less alone. So I hope that many of our listeners will settle in and get ready to laugh and, um, maybe feel some empathy for us <laughs> as they listen or cringe. Yes. Or cr pr probably some cringing cr for sure. Cringy. <laughs> So I kind of broke this down into some themes. I was sort of thinking about the types of embarrassing things that happen when you're blind. 
So the first one that came to mind was when we respond to somebody and then realize they weren't talking to us. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody want to share an example of that? Well, the first one I can think of is the time that I was at the pool and I tripped and like fell in the water accidentally breathed in a bit and then I sneezed (laughs) and someone said oh are you okay and then I said quite loudly and noticeably no I'm fine I sneezed I just sneezed and breathed in some water then I heard someone else respond no it's just been a really long day at work (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh okay then (laughs) and um and then there was the there was the one time where I was um, walking down the hallway and someone responded like, "Hey, how are how are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "Pretty good. Uh, ready for that test tomorrow? I actually don't have a test tomorrow. Uh, well, I've been studying quite a bit and I still think it's going to be pretty hard. Ah, uh, sorry to hear that. All right, love you." and then to make things even worse the person responded this kid is responding to everything i'm saying oh Oh my goodness oh no (laughs) yep oh that's really good ishita you had one too an example of someone not talking to you oh yeah uh god for at least for nolan to be fair the first one the fact that no one asked if you're okay when you fell into a pool that's on them not on you (laughs) (laughs) i mean my mom was right there so still i feel like that would be my immediate reaction but um yeah so when i was in high school i for context played basketball kind of until i think grade 10 or grade 9 kind of forgetting a bit but for the first couple years of high school And I was talking to my coach um, outside of the gym about something. I think I had a question about our next game. And um, uh, we were kind of just walking in the hall and talking. And then uh, the administration of the school, like a few of the board members came up and started talking to her. So I was just kind of standing there. And then kind of like, uh, I would say like a minute after she's like, oh, by the way, to the administration, I want to introduce you to one of our best players here and like shifts towards me and I was like oh okay I didn't think I was that good but thank you I'll take the compliment um and I'm kind of like smiling and nodding along I'm like oh wow and then she's like oh she's so great like she she works really hard she shows up at every practice um just phenomenal and I'm like and I was in the middle of saying oh thank you I'm like oh and then the girl there's a person behind me who's like, oh, thanks. Thanks, coach. I appreciate that. That's so nice. And I'm like, he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to someone else. Um, and then they started talking about uh, her. And then I kind of just like inch away slowly because I was like dying of embarrassment. I'm like, yeah, no, let me just go unnoticed as much as I can. Yes. Um, and I saw the administration kind of like looking at me like, what is going on? Like, who, who is she? <laughs> so um yeah, I didn't see her behind me. I, I thought I was being praised, but I wasn't. So, oh, yeah, that one made me cringe on your behalf. That was, yeah. <laughs> Ali, have you had this situation of speaking to someone or, or responding to someone who wasn't talking to you? I have definitely had those before, especially mm-hmm. in restaurants when you're, they're going in a circle asking for what you want and they get to you and you tell them what you want and you're done ordering so they're supposed to go to the next person but when you think that they're done and they keep asking and you don't answer yeah I guess that's the other side of it is like you assume everyone's always talking to you or you assume they're never talking to you and so you don't respond at all and then that can be embarrassing too somebody's asking you if you want something and you're not responding because you figure they're not talking to you i've got to say i have such a common name that i can be out in the world and hear hey sean and i pretty much have to assume they don't mean me most of the time <laughs> because usually <laughs> they don't and if i responded every time i heard that it would be, yeah 
Okay. Oh yeah. Well, just to guess another sort of example of this is when you're speaking to somebody and they've left the room and you didn't realize. Mm -hmm. So now you're just talking to nobody, which I just, I mean, that just happens. So it's, it's less embarrassing because no one's here. No one's there to witness it because they've left the room. It's more sort of an internal, like, oh, I'm talking to myself. Okay. never mind. How about touching people accidentally? I have a few examples of this. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, so mine are a lot on transit because you know you're moving Mm -hmm. around and you're make trying to make sure you don't fall on the person behind you which I've also done um but uh so mostly I'm trying to um hold on to the poles around me and like you know trying to make sure I don't fall um and I've done this a lot um where I've um I'm reaching for the pole and a lot of the time and sometimes especially nowadays when it gets dark really fast um the lights in the bus don't turn on i don't know if they just decide not to or what but it gets dark while the bus is in motion a lot of the times Mm -hmm. so um i'm usually trying to grab the pole to get up or just to make sure i'm kind of maneuvering my way around the bus and just like yesterday um i grabbed on to the pole and i'm like this doesn't feel oh no like a pole it feels kind (gasps) of mushy and like oh no cloth on it and then i i and it's just some guy's arm (laughs) (laughs) and i like quickly let go and i'm like i'm so sorry and like the poor guy was just staring at me like (laughs) deer in the headlights like oh my god and i'm like oh my god um so i've done that a lot i've done that a few times but this was the most recent one where i I grabbed someone's arm and, you know, felt around for a bit because I'm like, this doesn't feel like a pole. Something's up. And some of them are padded, to be fair. Some of the poles are padded around like the top. So I thought I was just touching that. But then I felt like the jacket sleeve. I'm like, that doesn't feel right. So uh, yeah, I just looked at him and I, I don't even, I hope I said, sorry. I think I did. I was just so freaked out. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then I just ran out the bus. Okay. So I have one similar I was, this was, I was 18, 19, long, long time ago, but it's still, it's still there. It's still there. Make me <laughs> cringe. So I was swimming and I used to swim competitively, but I was just at the pool at a public swim, swimming laps and uh, came into the wall and gently reached out to touch the wall. I don't know why gently <gasps> this particular time. Cause usually I would no. sort of, you know, kind of almost like come into the wall pretty fast, but I was coming, I was sort of slowing down and I gently reached to touch the wall and touched a woman on her breast. Uh. <laughs> and I just sort of like popped my head up really quickly, said, I'm so sorry. And I swam away as fast as I could to the other side of the pool. And then I just stayed there for so long. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to go back there. And of course, when you're in the pool there's no white cane there's no evidence mm-hmm. that you're blind nobody knows anything right it's just and i did it so gently which just like, made it worse good thing it was like <laughs> you didn't like shove her or something well i guess but <laughs> well it would have been bad still, if it was hard also yeah i yeah. feel like being gentle almost seemed like i was doing it on purpose right uh, like but oh, yeah. which i was not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I probably have had a few, but the one that I can think of right now, I was at a summer camp for the blind and somehow even at a place where everyone else is blind, I still managed to embarrass myself. So what happened was we were, we were all doing this thing at this camp and one of the guys, I guess, decided to go head off to bed a bit early. And I went into the, the room and I guess he had long since fallen asleep and I went over to my bed and just decided to lay down in it except I actually ended up laying on top of this guy waking him up (laughs) oh Oh my goodness (laughs) so he woke up to me just laying on him (laughs) did you not notice when you laid down that there was something there well I I laid down like a human like well I, I laid down and was like oh what what is going on? Who's in my bed? He immediately, he immediately woke up. So was he in the wrong bed or were you in the wrong bed? 
Um, it could have been either. I think it was either. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) maybe one one, one of us. Right. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. It was similar, but with an animal, and I was mortified. I was so Mm. upset that I did this. So with, um, we had kind of like an event at one of my uh manager's house so we were at their house kind of coordinating everything and she had a black cat and the whole day I was like I better not step on the cat I better not step on the cat I oh my god I really hope I don't step on the cat and I was like very cognizant of that the whole day and um because their furniture was also black so I'm like I feel like I'm just gonna sit on the cat by accident. Like I, oh, I'm so worried. I'm telling everyone. I'm like, guys, if you see me and you see the cat around me, just warn me, okay? Please do tell me. I don't want to sit on the cat. And then we come back from like a shift of being out, and then I was taking a break. And then I asked, I asked. So this is not my fault. I asked, I'm like, where's the cat? And they said, oh, the cat's outside. I'm like, okay, cool. The thing is, I didn't know that she had two cats. What <laughs> was oh. outside? And the black one with us uh, in the room, and I didn't see it. So I grabbed some food, and I'm um, like, I just you know put my food on the table, and I'm like, okay. Luckily, I didn't like launch. Like sometimes you just when you're tired, you just like plop. I just I sat gently, so I sat down, and I felt something warm under my butt, and I'm like, oh my god. I grabbed and I felt a tail. I'm like, it's the cat. Oh my god. So I <laughs> and the cat like shook its head and like moved its ears and I'm like oh my god I just sat on the cat I, this is the one thing I didn't want to do today and I'm so worried about it and I ended up doing it so uh luckily it didn't get hurt no one everything was fine everyone was just laughing at me because they're like you kind of knew you're gonna do that I'm like yeah that's why I told everyone to warn me oh my god uh so I picked, picked him up and put him on the ground I'm like okay now and I felt the seat just in case other one decided to sneak up on me <laughs> You know, I sat down. <laughs> I've had to learn to do that with my puppy because he likes to steal the warm spot where you've been sitting. So I'll get up to get my tea or something and I come back and I go to sit down and he's there. So yeah, it happens. But that makes me also think of another time when I was a teenager, I was like 13 and still long time ago, guys, but totally stayed with me. We were visiting my cousins in Alberta and I didn't see these cousins very often. And the boy cousin was, uh, he's like six months older than me. So, you know, it was kind of like looked up to him, thought he was pretty cool and wanted him to think I was cool too. And we were in their basement and I went to sit down on the couch and I did the full flop onto the couch, not realizing my cousin Darren was lying on his back, stretched out on the couch. And I sat right on his stomach. Oh my gosh. And he made out this awful sound like, (laughs) so, you know, when you're 13, 13 year old girl, I felt like already thought I was probably overweight and like insecure about my body and whatever. And here I am flopping onto my cousin's stomach. Very embarrassing. Also, also the time that, um, I thought I heard my dog rummaging through the cupboard or something, stealing food, tried to get him out, but it was actually my mom. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I so I like grabbed onto what I thought was my dog moved it away and then I realized I was grabbing my mom that's funny <laughs> okay how about knocking things over uh, this is so I just had this happened to me this week actually um and it was my I I got my kid a glass of milk at breakfast I'm the one that poured it I'm the one that put it on the table in front of him there is nobody to blame but me I know exactly where that milk was and I was talking with my hands (laughs) (laughs) just keeping him company at the breakfast table and I knocked his full glass of milk all over him, all over the chair, all over the floor, all over everything. He had to go have a shower before going to school. Like, I mean, that was just, I I can't like, it's funny to be embarrassed in front of your nine-year-old, but (laughs) I just felt like a mom shouldn't be the one to do that. I don't know. It was, it was, I I didn't like it. It wasn't. Think of it this way. He he got an extra shower that day. (laughs) He was showered in milk. Oh yeah, he definitely was. But I actually have another example. So I was actually in Paris for New Year's years and years ago, like 20 something years ago with a couple of friends. 
And, um, we went to this little bistro beside our hotel. My friends didn't really want to go anywhere like to any parties or anything. It was new year's Eve, but we went out for dinner and I ordered, uh, like a, I think it was a vodka, a champagne and orange juice or something like that. And it came in a tall, skinny glass, like a tall, skinny wine glass type glass. And the guy put it down in front of me. I didn't know that it was there and it was kind of a topsy glass anyways, because it was so whatever I knocked it over. It spilled. Thankfully, I, I don't actually remember if it spilt on my friends or just on the floor, uh, but it made a mess. So this person, this, our server didn't know I was blind in those days. I didn't Mm. necessarily use my cane all the time. And, uh, and so he came back with the second one and he taped it to the table <gasps> to make sure that I didn't knock it over again. But he was just being like kind of mean, I think. Like he didn't know. I don't think he knew I was blind. I th- maybe he thought I was intoxicated or just being careless or flighty or something. But yeah, that was really embarrassing too. Uh, I have a couple of food related ones too. Food, drink, slash one knocking over one knocking over slash launching across the room and I'll explain how that happened. Um, so the first one, uh, I was at a buffet with my brother and, um, he was handing me like a little snack. So, um, there's these Indian snacks called, uh, Bonnie Puri, which is like, um, a little, uh, it's like a little ball shaped, uh, I guess cracker you can say you kind of put a hole in it and then you put in like spices and you eat it in like one bite it's like you kind of build your own savory nacho kind of situation so um, my brother was handing me the small little puff and to to make it but he didn't say I'm giving it to you so um, he puts it like right in front of me he's like handing it to me and I didn't see his like hand there so I lift my hand up to grab my water and in the process, I knocked his hand over and the little puff thing flew across the room because he like knocked, he like let go of it and it just like flew and it hit someone in the back, like down the room. And uh, like, so she turns around and she's like, what? And I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, I was handing it to you. And I'm like, I didn't see. So I had to do the walk of shame and like go down the room and go grab it and say, I'm so sorry. Uh, that was an accident she probably thought I threw it at her like that's not what happened but I didn't like have the time to like explain I just like went back to my table and like sat down in shame because I was like oh my god I can't believe I just did that I assaulted a woman with food (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then the other one was all my friends know the story because it's ridiculous but at one of my cousin's um uh, wedding receptions we were like you know people were dancing and partying and then I went to go sit down on it looked like empty chairs so I sat down and I felt like something underneath me and something wet. So I'm like, oh, okay, what did I just sit in? I get up and turn around and it was a whole tray of drinks on the chair that I just sat on. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh like they were alcoholic drinks I was 13 at the time like 12 or 13 so I very strongly smelt alcohol and I had to go to the bathroom and like try to like because it was like you know a fancy dress I'm like oh my god I'm gonna ruin the dress so I was like in the bathroom like freaking out and then I come into the back into the room like very much smelling like alcohol my parents are like what did you do what happened and I'm like I I don't even know what happened <laughs> I just sat on a tray of drinks and um yeah the person who left them there was not really happy because I think it was their <laughs> drinks and they're just like what happened to my drinks and I'm like oh god I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> <laughs> I just That's walked just away. Not a smart place for them to leave drinks. Just right. saying. I'm yeah. not gonna take blame for that. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. But yeah, it was yeah. uh not a fun situation. No. <laughs> All right. Being somewhere you shouldn't be. So for example, uh walking into the men's washroom if you're female, uh, or vice mm-hmm. versa. Has anyone ever done that? I've done that. Um, yep. <laughs> No, I feel I like haven't. I almost did. Yeah, that's yeah. one that I'm very careful about because it's very mm-hmm. embarrassing. But um, I mean, when you have a white cane, it's fine. It's those times when I didn't, you know, when I was younger and mm-hmm. I could sort of navigate without a cane. And so people don't know. 
that you're blind or that you're legally blind and, and you make the mistakes, it's way more embarrassing than when you have the cane and people understand, oh, okay, you probably couldn't read the sign. But um, okay, so this is a funny one. I lived in a building. I lived, I think I lived on the 19th floor. I've lived so many places. It's hard to remember. So there was no way of knowing when I got off the elevator, what floor I was on, but I just sort of knew that it took a while, right? A certain amount of time to get up and you can't, you can't totally tell. Cause it depends if there's other people in the elevator getting on and off, like the, the time to get up could vary. But so I just assumed the doors open. No one got off that. This was my floor went around the corner and entered an apartment, except as soon as I opened the door, a dog started barking and I didn't have a dog. <laughs> so I was like, why is there a dog in my apartment? And then, <laughs> and the TV was on and, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me that the door was unlocked, but anyways, uh, it wasn't my apartment. So I ran away very quickly and like, <laughs> thankfully nobody like said anything. I don't know if they were in the bathroom or something. Like they didn't catch me walking into their apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've also, you know, when somebody's picking you up somewhere, like, like at a SkyTrain station or something to give you a ride, I've also opened the door of the car thinking it was my person picking me up and except that there was already somebody sitting in the front seat (laughs) where where I should be getting in. And then I realized, oh, sorry, wrong car. <laughs> and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's, it is, you're right. It's easier when you have the cane because that's like, yeah. um, you, people can see, but I've done that where I get cocky sometimes and I'm like, I don't need my cane. I'm good. Like it's well lit. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I'll just walk somewhere. Like I did that for the bathroom once. And I immediately like, um, another thing that I, think of now and it's it probably looks really weird to people who are like walking by so um usually the bathrooms like have the signs on the door before you go in mm-hmm. but in one of them in my school it's like inside a wall inside the bathroom so you have to like walk a little bit inside and then the sign is there right. so to oh, avoid yeah. going inside the bathrooms I just try to take a photo and zoom in okay. but people probably think it's really creepy. <laughs> like, why is she just taking a photo of the bathroom? What does she do? Like, it probably looks really weird now that I think about it, to people who are walking by. And like, if I don't have my cane, especially, like, they're just like, what is going on? Like, what is she doing? So yeah. And I've done that where um, I walked in and I saw a guy coming out and I'm like, oh, wrong. One. And I immediately just pivot and go to the other one. Um, but another one was when I was in, uh, and sighted people do this all the time, but, uh, when I went into the wrong lecture hall once and, um, I was very confident, like, look at me, I got to my class on my own, um, because I thought it was the same lecture hall as I, one of the classes I had last semester. Um, because I think the number was very same. It's just, it was, um, like zero one, one, two, instead of zero one, 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 something like that. So I thought it was right. And I'm like, so confidently sitting in everyone's like, it's the right time. Um, roughly like around the same, cause like psych classes are usually like 150, 200 people. So I'm like, Oh great. I got myself there on my own. I didn't even need help. Look at me. So I get in there, I find a seat and I'm just sitting. And then, um, the, then like the teacher puts up the projector and then um, she introduces herself. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure my professor for this class was a male, but maybe I'm remembering <laughs> it wrong. Okay, that's all right. Um, and then she's like, welcome to, um, oh, I forget what it was. It was a chemistry 105. And I'm like, this is not my class. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, so then I, and I was sitting at the front. So I had of to course. walk all the way up back like it's like a movie theater right so you got to go all the way back to the back and get out and then I'm like okay just just okay it's okay just get up and go um and I'm like getting up to leave and then I'm like okay at least whatever people stare but it's fine and then the prof stops talking and she's like oh wrong class and I'm like Uh, I turn around and I'm like yeah yeah sorry continue pointing it out to the entire room (laughs) yeah and everyone kind of like did like a chuckle like and I'm like oh god I could have just got Uh. out of there so like it wasn't the fact like a lot of people do it I've seen people and it's like mm-hmm. the first day it's inevitable but I'm like of course I had to be like broadcasted to everyone and everyone had to hear that I made a mistake I'm like don't we love it <laughs> uh, yeah I'm pretty sure that happened to me too and I can't remember yeah. if I 
I guess I left. I don't know, but I feel like me then would have just sat through the class. I was debating. I was debating. I'm like, should I? But I'm like, this is an important class. I should probably not miss the first day. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, oh god. So then I had to like go out and then like you know figure out my class. It was like right next to it. And I'm like, oh my god, I was so close. <laughs> I could have got it. <laughs> okay. How about not being able to find something? Okay. Oh. So embarrassing. So I used to be on the national team. I was a cyclist and we would travel to other parts of the world to go to competitions and training camps and um, mostly males on my team, a few, a couple females, but mostly males. And so it, it was time to leave wherever we'd been staying. And I had packed up all my stuff and my bags were outside and I was ready to go. And one of the guys who was a pilot for one of the male visually impaired cyclists comes out and says, uh, Sean, I think you forgot something. And he found a pair of my underwear on the floor in the room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had left behind unknowingly. So embarrassing. Oh my goodness. Like and trying to be cool. it to everyone. Yep. Oh yeah, he did. He teased uh, me about it well, big time. Oh God. Yeah. That was very embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I did that with a um, like a pad, like a menstrual pad in mm-hmm. class. I, I took it out of my bag and I thought I was being so discreet and I put it back in. And then uh, we got up to leave and my teacher, who was a male, he's like, oh, um, is it that? I'm like, yeah. And then I turned around. He's like, your chair. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess I just left it open or something like I left the chair like out pushed out so I went to go back to push it and he's like no you left something on there and I'm like oh, oh. It was on the chair it fell out of my pocket <laughs> it was on the chair and I'm like oh. so I like quickly stuff it back and luckily not many people were around uh only my like a couple of my friends were left back but they're like the worst because they tease you even more then but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so luckily it wasn't that bad but I'm like oh, oh god like of course of course I had to do that yes. I am blushing on your behalf. That's (laughs) (laughs) oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Uh, Another one that came to mind was was when you can't find a seat, like, and I, you know, I'm thinking like in university, people don't necessarily sit in the same spot all the time, so it's not like once you've claimed your seat, it will always be your seat. And so I found this really tricky. Every time I went to class, I would like always try to be there early enough that there'd be lots of seats to choose from. But like, I don't know if you've had the experience where you kind of like enter into a row thinking there'll be an empty seat soon and you're walking past like a person after person after person and there's no empty seat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you could have just gone in a different row where there's a whole bunch of empty seats, but you didn't know that. Yeah. I actually really hate when there's a structured seating plan and usually when I get to the class I prefer to sit as close to the door as possible so I can easily find my way there Mm -hmm. but of course I've had teachers who have like a permanent seating well no not even permanent like I've had teachers who rearrange the seating plan every couple weeks to make it even more confusing right and of course I am no exception to that so I've had to be like seated in the middle of the class yeah this isn't so much embarrassing as it is like frustrating but yeah I get that I got the with Sean yeah in university it's very not fun because then I I usually just walk up and down the stairs like I go all the way down and I'm like okay maybe somewhere on the edge no okay and then you have to go in the middle row and mm-hmm. then you kind of have to like walk around walk in between people's legs yes, <laughs> like, over their bags to, their bags <laughs> oh I've tripped a lot over bags and I'm like oh god so what I usually do is I go early yes that's like probably the best way but then if the bus gets late and I can't help it I'll just stand back and just ask someone like hey do you mind pointing where the where there's an empty chair no okay I'll just stand it's fine <laughs> someone's bound to move <laughs> um and then in the worst cases the prof announces like oh there's a seat up here come on and I'm like oh god uh, so yeah, yeah um but then also Nolan's thing reminded me that like uh in grade seven we also had the arranged seating and one day the teacher moved it like three months in and I 
I think I missed first period because I had an appointment. So I came back and everyone was um, like, there was one seat available that was my seat at that time, should have been. Um, so I sit down and then I put my stuff down and then I feel, uh, you know, the desks that have those little cubbies inside. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you remember those. I hope they're still there. Yeah. Um, so you could keep like your pencil box, your notebooks, all that stuff. So I feel inside and I'm like, this is not my pencil case. Um, mine's not like a mesh covered one. Mine's like a hard cover one. So I pull it out and then I'm like, this is not my stuff. And then I turn around and some guy in my class is like, um, that's my seat. And I'm like, oh, and then she's like, oh, we changed the seating. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, could have been nice to tell me before, but okay. (laughs) I, uh, eventually found my seat and, uh, yeah. It was uh, really fun because I was in front of the whole class and everyone thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> mm, anybody have any other examples? Oh, Nolan, you got to share. Yours didn't even rank in any of my categories, but the one. Ah. <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> tell us, come on. Yes, I will tell you. I love, I'd love to. Um, there was one summer where my grandma was coming to stay with us. And whenever relatives come to stay but for some reason, my room is also the guest room. And I ended up getting dressed in that room, came upstairs, and everyone was laughing for some reason. Turns out I was wearing my grandma's shirt. Not only that, it was upside down, apparently. <laughs> I don't even understand how it could be upside down. How do you get it upside neither down? Do I, neither do I, but apparently it was upside down. <laughs> not like inside out or backwards no everyone was just saying it was upside down i have no idea huh and then <laughs> the arms should have been upward like then the mm-hmm. shirt would have been over your head i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it was inside out or something <laughs> <laughs> that is and funny. yeah and then there was the time where my grandma yes same grandma maybe she's causing this to happen <laughs> She's doing it over. She took me out to get ice cream and I got an ice cream cone. And I I remember thinking that the bottom of the ice cream cone was just weird, like felt kind of weird, but you know, maybe it was just something I was not used to. And then I when I finally got to eating that, I thought it had an odd sort of papery texture. My grandma looks over and is like, Oh, Nolan, you're eating the paper because apparently there was paper covering the bottom of the ice cream. Oh no. Oh, that reminds me of the first. Okay. So when I was in high school, I went for lunch with my friend and her parents and they took us to like a pretty nice restaurant and my family, we never took us to nice restaurants. Like, I mean, they, yeah, they didn't even go to nice restaurants without the kids, but if they did, they definitely did bring kids. So I had never experienced this before, but we were having prawns and you had to peel the tails off the prawns, which like awesome that was good uh and then there was this little these little bowls of lemon warm lemon (laughs) water which I thought was a soup and they're like oh no that's a finger bowl (laughs) to like rinse your fingers Uh, after you take the tails off your prawns oh my godness yeah and I didn't believe my friend I was like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) There's no way this is like a lemon soup. And yeah, we kind of, I really, I really couldn't wrap my head around that, that there was something. Oh God. I did the same thing at a high, like as a sushi restaurant. This place was really fancy. My cousins took us. I was so paranoid because I didn't want to do anything (laughs) to like cause attention to myself or like break a bottle of wine or something. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do something. And like this place was like, but I mean, fancy, like at each course, they were like, telling us where the fish came from, like telling, mm-hmm. giving us the whole backstory of the fish. And I'm like, oh my God, wow. Um, so uh, one of them, it was uh, also a hot dish. And I thought it was, um, uh, I think I was thought it was a soup, but it was like uh, water, just like a warm bowl of water where you're supposed to uh, like dip your chopsticks in and <laughs> yeah. like clear it out before you <laughs> grab a new <laughs> dish. And I put my spoon in and I'm about to drink it. <laughs> And my, my cousin's like, no, 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 no,
before the, the, the chopstick just to drink it. People have been putting their dirty chopsticks no. in the whole thing. Oh, I get Don't it. Don't do that. And I'm like, okay, lovely. Um, and like, uh, he like kind of like went across the table. He's like, no, no, no. And like grabbed my hand before I did it. So like everyone kind of stopped and like looked at me and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, amazing. So <laughs> I remember once, this was when I first, um, got sick and lost my vision and stuff but we were at a Christmas dinner at a residence um, close to where I used to live and a guy a friend of the family's was sitting next to me and so my mom uh, it was a time I couldn't really walk back then very much I was still learning how to walk and so my mom went to get my food and she brought it and she brought me a bun so I grabbed the bun and I gave a bite to it and I put it on the side of my plate like just to the side and and I kept eating and I was talking to everyone and I didn't realize when I reached over to grab my bun that I grabbed the guy the family friend's bun that was sitting next to me (laughs) and I grabbed it and I gave a bite and I put it back down and he just stared at me until now this happened like when I was 11 11 yes I'm 19 and I still like my stomach goes upside down and like twists yes. and I it's, it's still so embarrassing to me and I can't believe I just shared it but it was pretty embarrassing and he still bugs me about it every, every, and I don't see him very much, but he still remembers. And I remember him just looking at me and he wasn't saying anything. And my mom realized why he was looking at me and smiling. And my mom was like, oh, Ellie, your bud's over here. <laughs> and I was like, mom, can you go get David a new bud? <laughs> Since I already gave gave a bite out of his, um, but that that was really embarrassing. Yeah, that's so good. So, because of these embarrassing moments, I'm wondering: Have you guys sort of avoided certain things to, to you know so that you aren't embarrassed? Um, like I was thinking about. I prefer to have somebody guide me to the washroom if I'm at a restaurant or in a public place rather than try to sort that out myself and know that I might get it wrong. Um, so that there's kind of, you know, an example like that, or, yes, or like, I also, the won't, same. or I won't reach into the middle of the table. This is a real hard one. So if, if we're socializing, there's a group of people and there's some snacks on the table, maybe bowls of chips or whatever, I won't eat a lot of the time because I know that people's drinks are probably on the table as well. And I don't want to knock drinks over. And so it's, I am like, yeah, I have to sort of be careful. And I definitely think about it because I'm trying not to do something embarrassing, but do you guys do things like that? Yeah. I, at least for me, I, I totally know the feeling and I have kind of had to learn how to like, I don't just, ask for it as soon as it comes or reach out to get it mm-hmm. I usually let them grab food like the people around me grab food and then I usually tell them hey can you put a little bit of this or can I have that or something just so I don't have to like you said Sean reach out and accidentally stick your hands in the salsa which I have oh yeah um (laughs) in the salsa or guacamole or artichoke dip or whatever else I've stuck my hands in yeah same I think it also depends on who I'm with but like if it's a family thing usually I will stick with a family member and say hey could you grab me this or let me know what's on the table or is there anything on the table um if I'm with uh really close friends and we're all blind I think we all kind of just don't care (laughs) we just kind of do whatever whatever we want and we probably won't have that kind of setup there or we'll just make sure everyone's aware and keep the drinks away 
Um, but yeah, I think more so for the bathroom, definitely making sure if it's like my school, I know which one is which on which floor. Like I know the one bathroom and I'm like, just to avoid, I will walk the extra. Mm-hmm. I don't want to accidentally go into the wrong one and I'll do that or going early to class if I can help it or just getting over it. And just if something embarrassing happens, it's totally fine. You guys can probably tell I have a lot of embarrassing moments. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. one for like each category. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of it is um, trying my best to, it's more so for convenience for me. I don't want to make things inconvenient for other people. So if I can help that, I will do something to avoid. But if it's just an embarrassing moment, it's like, eh, I've gotten so used to it now where it's like, it's okay. Like if I just laugh it off and we move on kind of thing. Um, I think convenience and time is what I try to put as a priority and then, and safety, obviously. Uh, and then if things go wrong, it's a cool story to tell <laughs> as yeah. we've proven today. I am definitely getting better at that. And I think avoiding less things and, and being more asking for what I want and laughing at myself when things go wrong. But I, yeah, when I was, when I was younger, definitely, mm -mm, I probably did a a lot more avoiding to avoid just being embarrassed. And I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. So it's hard when you're blind, (laughs) you're not going to do things perfectly all the time. I mean, nobody is perfect actually blind or not, but you know, we do make a lot of mistakes that often aren't really our fault, but they still happen and it's still embarrassing. Yeah. But also being okay with it. It doesn't just happen if you're blind or low vision, it's, it might happen a little bit more, but it's still happening to sighted people. I think it's also comforting to know that you hype, like you hyper analyze yourself so much in comparison to other people. Other people don't even notice what you're doing a lot of the time. Um, Especially when you're blind, you don't, of course, you can't always see if someone is looking at you, but generally people tend to amplify their own thoughts and Oh, insecurities like oh my god I can't believe I just did that versus um people around you tend not to notice because they're so absorbed in themselves or what yes, they're doing exactly they're or yeah. whatever so I'm like odds are people didn't even notice if you did something wrong I find that really comforting because I just amplify so much in my head it's like oh okay no one even noticed yeah. that ripped and fell into the door it's fine just get up and walk away and nothing happened so I think that is also like a big, like, like Ali said, being okay with it, definitely. But I think if you're getting to that stage, just reminding yourself, like, you know, it's okay. And no one probably noticed. And even if they did, um, I don't think their immediate reaction would be to laugh at you. I'm assuming their immediate reaction would be like, oh, are you okay? Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Moving on. And they won't remember you. Like everyone's- And they won't like, hold on to it. Yeah. They won't. Exactly. They won't remember it. And yeah. It's totally okay. They're going to forget about it in like the next couple of minutes anyway. So yeah, it's interesting what you were saying, Ishita, about how people probably aren't looking at us. I think when we're blind, I know for me, I always think everybody's watching me to see how I'm doing things or maybe out of curiosity, but that's just like a story I'm telling myself. And I could just as easily tell myself that nobody is looking and that would probably ease my anxiety about being embarrassed a lot. So I feel like that's really good advice to just like, imagine nobody's looking and no one cares. So how do you want your sighted friends and family to respond when you do something that is kind of embarrassing related to your vision? Well, I mean, depends on what it is. Yeah. If it's something that involves me getting hurt, then maybe I would appreciate some help. But if it's if it's something that's overall harmless, then go ahead and laugh. Mm. I rather just you not say anything. Yeah? I think really, um, unless it's unless it's like yeah, like Nolan said that dangerous or or something like bigger. So like um, if your mom didn't say you're eating so David's bun, would that have been better? Uh, uh, or if Nolan- I mean, I was eating it already. So what can you do? <laughs> 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 
true. Also, Let's did you end up finish, did you end up finishing off the rest of the, the bun? Did you both? No, I was yours too embarrassed, and, and I ended up just <laughs> eating mine, and I left that his there. But and, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think or like if someone points it out, at least make um them making sure that no one else is listening because it is embarrassing if you yeah if you get called out in front of someone or multiple people. I think I want my people to help me avoid the embarrassing thing. So like if I was wearing my grandma's shirt accidentally as Nolan, (laughs) I would definitely want somebody to tell me before I left the house. Or if I'm about to walk into the men's washroom, I definitely want somebody to say, Oh, that's the men's. Or if I was eating someone else's food or, or even like I was thinking of the example of where you're at somebody's house for dinner and they're passing bowls of food around and you're serving yourself. I always worry that I'm going to take way more than my share <laughs> or, or maybe not enough. Like it's hard to know how much you're getting compared to how much there is and how much everyone else has already taken. So, you know, if I was like serving myself way too much, I'd probably want somebody to say, well, leave some for us, even in a, like a joking way that would let me know, or like, you've got quite a bit on your plate there or something. Even if it does call me out in the moment, it's kind of better than eating the entire salad without realizing that you did. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ishtha? I think it's pretty similar to everyone. I think I'm more of the lean into it and make fun of me if you want to person. Because if it's funny, I mean, sometimes you can't help but laugh. Like I always say a true friend will always laugh first, then ask if you need help. Um, (laughs) If it's not serious, like if you, I trip all the time. So if you trip and it doesn't look bad, I'm just like laughing while I'm falling. They, you know, they laugh with me that I think that's totally fine. Um, but of course, if it is something dangerous or I'm doing, I'm like taking a bunch of food, I think maybe the best way to go about it is just like, um, if it's immediate, you know, uh, stop me, however you see that you think is the best way. Or if it's like that in front of people where I'm not so familiar with, and I have a friend there, I would ask the friend to just tell me privately, like maybe whisper mm-hmm. in my ear, like, Hey, you know, you're taking too much or Hey, like, yes. do you need help with this? Like offered the help maybe first or say it privately. And then, um, then I can kind of adjust my behavior accordingly. Um, and that's, yes, I think that's more for so sure. for situations I'm not familiar with and people I'm not familiar with, but if I'm in front of family and friends, I'm totally okay with just being like making it into a joke and everyone laughing. So it's situational dependent and yes, for sure. People dependent. Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you so much. You guys, this has been so great. I've <laughs> I've loved the laughs and the cringes and all of it. And I really appreciate you, op- your openness to share really personal, embarrassing things that have happened. And I'm sure our listeners mm. will appreciate it too. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having us. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca. And also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.